Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree. And before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Desiree. And today we are celebrating 1 million downloads of Minimalish. Well, we celebrated that 
over the weekend, but we are, this is the 1 million downloads episode celebration. And what I decided to do is talk about minimalism for your home. Minimalism for any home, minimalism for any room in your home, because when this podcast started, when it was the Minimalist Family Podcast, way back when, it was about minimalism. That was the goal. And when it turned into minimalish, that was still kind of the goal. Over time, it has turned into more of a podcast about intentional living in general with a minimalish underlying theme. But today we are going full on minimalish and I'm going to kind of guide you through a process to apply a realistic form of minimalism, really a minimalish process to any room in your house. Now, I'm not giving you the specifics like here's how you declutter your kitchen or here's how you declutter your bathroom, but this is going to give you kind of an outline to apply to each room. Before we get there, I just want to say thank you because I can't believe that Minimalish has been downloaded and listened to one million times. This is a very big number that I can't quite comprehend. And all I know is I'm super grateful that you have been listening in, that you have given time in your day to this podcast. I am thankful for any way that it's encouraged you, any way that it's helped you live a more intentional, a more full life. And I am really at a loss for words. It definitely hasn't hit me yet. I'm recording this the day that I kind of found out that we've had 1 million downloads. And yeah, I am just overly grateful and in disbelief and just excited for the future of Minimalish as well. As you might know, if you've listened to any of the previous couple of episodes, I am going back to work full-time. So Minimalish is going to continue as best as I can possibly make it continue because I do love it. I love this project. I love this space but it will look a little bit different. And one of the major things that will change is there will just be a little bit more solo episodes than there have been in the past. You might have noticed that already. This is the third one in a row. That's rare. Um, That's how minimalish was at the beginning. At the very beginning, you can look back and see a lot of solo episodes, but they are coming back because one, this has to be a space that's fun for me if I'm going to continue. And I love doing solo episodes. I used to not love them because they made me a little bit anxious. I had to get used to the idea of basically feeling like I'm talking to myself in the microphone, even though I'm envisioning all of you beautiful people listening in while I'm doing it. But I have started to really love them. I love that it's a way I can share what I'm learning, share what's been on my heart, and hopefully you can resonate with that in some way and it can encourage you in some way. So we'll be doing more of them. We'll still have guest episodes. Just wanted to kind of let you in on that decision. Okay, so let's dig in today. We are talking about a minimalish approach to apply to any room in your home. Minimalism for me from the beginning, it's been about making room in my life for what matters most to me. And if you have listened in for a number of episodes, you might know that I'm not your typical, you know, minimalist person that shares about minimalism. I don't really call myself a minimalist. I maybe used to, but I don't anymore. Labels seem silly to me. There's no real reason that I would call myself that. That's just personal. I'm not saying you can't call yourself that. But personally, I don't really like to bog myself down with a title like that or a label. I 
don't feel like I fit into it perfectly. And if I'm going to embrace who I truly am, I'm not going to try to fit in this box that to me feels like, you know, what minimalism is portrayed as or defined by if you are on social media or reading books about it. Of course, there are so many different approaches and viewpoints, and that's the whole reason why we don't need to put this label on ourselves or feel like we need to fit into any certain box. In fact, I encourage you to define it for yourself, what it looks like for you in your life. But I am not your perfect minimalist. I do not have a perfectly tidy and completely uncluttered at all times home. Stuff comes in and out. We have a general flow of things, but we try to be more intentional with what gets brought into the house. We have a toddler who likes to bring um, random knickknacks that she finds from grandparents or is given to by grandparents or outside or whatever into our home. But when it comes down to it, Minimalism has just been this overarching thing that has helped us control that flow so that things do not get overwhelming. Stuff is not overwhelming us in our small home (laughs) to the point where we don't feel comfortable in here. And when it comes down to it, it's really not about the stuff. It's just about space for what matters because I'm not constantly cleaning up stuff or I'm not constantly thinking about how I have to clean up stuff or I'm not constantly taking care of more things or I'm not constantly spending my money on more things and feeling like I need more things to keep up with the Joneses. So this is kind of an approach that I take now, anytime I am re-decluttering my space. And I think it's an approach that you could take whether you are going through and decluttering a room that has already been decluttered but has maybe just gotten a little bit disheveled, or if you're decluttering for the first time. The first thing I always say is just make sure if you are decluttering or if you are moving forward with minimalism in general, have a why. Have something that is going to compel you forward. Why are you doing this? Why are you going to spend copious amounts of time on decluttering? Why? What is the reason? Is it just because you saw someone else's Instagram photo of their home and it looked really uncluttered and they talked about Marie Kondo and that sounded cool to you? Or is it because you deeply want this for you and your family and your home for some deeper reason it's going to benefit you? So I want you to find what that reason is. But here is kind of the process. The first thing is to assess the space that you have. And I think that this gets missed a lot because when it comes down to it, the space that you have to work with, how much space you personally have in your home matters. It matters to the amount of stuff that you are going to be able to comfortably keep in your home. If you don't have a pantry, I'm raising my hand because that is true of me in my current home, you might not want to keep tons of kitchen storage or you might not be able to have as many kitchen appliances or you might not be able to have a lot of canned goods that you're just keeping stocked up because you like to grocery shop only once a month. That just might not work for you. That might make your kitchen super cluttered. But if you have a bigger kitchen, if you have a kitchen pantry, then that might be something you're able to do. You might be able to have the option of having more kitchen appliances. Now, I'm not saying a small kitchen truly has to limit you to what you have in it, but I'm saying that a smaller kitchen, a smaller space, you know, kitchen is my example, but a smaller space is going to make you have to evaluate a little bit deeper the stuff that you're keeping in it. A larger space doesn't mean you just keep everything and oh well. It just means that you have a little bit more options. But it also, you know, I also encourage you to have less no matter what your space looks like. It's just the fact that a smaller space versus a larger space 
does, at least for me, it does really make a difference on what I might be saying goodbye to out of my home versus what I'm keeping. It's not a huge difference, but it might be the difference of a few items that I'd like to keep around. Maybe I don't use them 100% of the time, but I'm going to keep them because I have space versus I don't use this often enough. I need to get rid of it because my space is limited. So assess your space. How much space do you have? How much storage? And this could also be a time when you're taking note of, is there any way I can add more functional storage to this space? I really need more kitchen storage than I have for a small family even. And the way that we personally eat and cook around here. So I store things outside of my kitchen. I have a small cubby in my office that I use for a little bit of kitchen storage. And then I also have kitchen storage in our basement. So that's just an example of what assessing the space would look like. Kind of take note of, okay, I have very little space in this room, so I only need to keep the bare minimum and what I absolutely need and love. And two, you know, maybe if I could use a little bit of extra storage for the kitchen, I'm going to add some things outside side of the kitchen add a storage space that is going to be functional but I can store stuff here so that it's not all over the place impeding my joy and my peace in my kitchen just an example that I currently live right now in my life okay so we've assessed our space whatever space you are in whatever room of your house you are starting with or if it's just a closet assess the space then I want you to assess the current state of affairs, (laughs) the current state of the room you're in or the closet you're in or whatever, what is really getting to you most? Why is it feeling a little bit unbearable or a little joyless to be in that space? What is bothering you most? And then what is working? If anything, what's working in that room currently? Maybe you have a really awesome bookshelf that you absolutely love and you are not willing to get rid of books because you like the way it looks and you like those books. Totally fine. It's just assessing what's working, what is not. What, if you're looking around in this room right now while we're talking or you're going to after you listen to this episode, what is in this room that absolutely should not be in this room? Maybe you store toys in your living room and it becomes a total wreck every single day and it stresses you out. You know, toys in the living room are not necessarily a bad idea, but maybe they are for you. Maybe in your bedroom, it's just a catch-all and there's like random stuff everywhere. So what should not be in this room? I would go ahead and write this down on a list of some sort of what's working, what's not list, something like that assessing the current state of the room. Now this shouldn't take you forever. This is not some long drawn out process. This is just, these first two are just literally looking at what's going on right now. Thinking to yourself quickly, okay, this is a large space. I don't have to get rid of every single thing. I don't have to force myself to get rid of something that I actually do like because there is space for it. Or this is a small room and I'm gonna need to get down to the bare minimum here. And then assessing the current state, what's working, what's not quick okay maybe five minutes or less it's just mental and then maybe writing a few things down as well the third thing is something I want you to spend just a couple of minutes of time on as well or if it's something that you want to go deeper into if it's something you want to make more of a plan for this room before you start then go for it but that is to visualize visualize what the potential is for the 
current room you are about to declutter. What do you want for the room? Not just even the space of the room or what you want it to look like, but what do you want the room to be used for? Now, I don't want you to imagine some Pinterest perfect version of the room. What is the potential of the room that you are going to declutter with what you already have? What's the potential of this room if you subtract from it rather than adding to it? Like, okay, I don't want you looking up some perfect looking living room on Pinterest and then thinking of all the things you'd need to buy to make it look like that. I want you to look at your living room and decide what could leave from that room. What could you get rid of to then have a more peaceful experience in that room or an experience that fits what you want for that room? What's the potential for this room with less stuff than you already have in it, keeping just what you love? What could this room look like? What could this room provide for you and your family? What type of experience do you want to have in this room? What do you want to feel like when you're in this room? I want to take a break to thank today's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all your nutritional bases. That's where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily drink is like nutritional insurance for your body that's delivered straight to your door. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Athletic Greens improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. It's diet friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. I've personally noticed a lot of bloating go down with Athletic Greens, but what has been the biggest change for me is my energy. I'm finding that I'm drinking coffee less and less, while at least I'm choosing decaf, because I love the natural energy that I feel from Athletic Greens and I don't need much else. I also love that it's NSF certified, which means they take their products seriously with consistent testing and auditing to ensure that what's on the label is actually in the pouch. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address your gut health, now's the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com minimalish to claim our special offer of 20 free daily travel packs with your first purchase, a $79 added value. Again, that's athleticgreens.com minimalish. I also want to thank Feels. If you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week, you're not alone and personally I have experienced anxiety for much of my life. Feels is here to help with these issues. So Feels is a premium CBD that's delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And it's definitely helped me keep my anxiety at bay in a more natural way. Thing to remember about CBD is that finding your dose is important. And this is what I really love about Feels because they offer a free CBD hotline to really help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better and there's no high hangover or addiction with CBD. You can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash minimalist and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash minimalist to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash minimalist. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. 
The next step is one that you can kind of do while you start decluttering, but that's to assess your lifestyle. Are you single? Are you married? Do you have a family? This all matters when you're thinking about what you are going to keep and what is going to leave or how you are going to remove stuff from one room to put it in a different room. If you've got lots of kids and a small kitchen, let's go back to that small kitchen again. Maybe you'll need to keep only a few plates for each person or only a few plates and glasses per person, or even just one if you're really being daring. (laughs) But it's just the idea that if you have a large family and a small kitchen, maybe you don't need a million plates for each kid. If you've got lots of space with a big family, maybe you'll keep a little bit more. Remember that probably the more dishes you have, the more mess you'll have by the end of the day because you'll have that option and your family will have that option of continuing to grab a new thing out of the cupboard instead of washing what has already been used. If you have a dishwasher versus if you don't, this might make a difference. Now, I'm not going to tell you the right decision, whether you'd keep more plates or less plates, whether you have a smaller kitchen or a bigger kitchen, that's all your preference. It doesn't matter, it doesn't make you good or bad, however many plates that you have. What matters is, is it working for you? Is it working for your family? Is it bringing you peace? And this whole lifestyle assessment is something that you can go through in your mind as you are decluttering. Okay, you open the cupboard to the kids' plates. There are a ton of them. How does that make you feel? Is it working for your family? Or do you have a huge pile in the sink by the end of the day? Would it work better to put half of those away for a while, you don't have to get rid of them yet, and see what happens. And see if you can help your kids be more responsible for washing them throughout the day if they need to, or just not getting a brand new plate for every serving of a snack that they go and grab. These are just examples, but this is what I mean when I say assess your lifestyle, is just as you go, is this working for me and my family and the way that we live, or is would something else work better? You have permission to try it out. Remember that. You don't have to just get rid of stuff right away. Now, I think that oftentimes that's a good decision because you'll see that you probably won't miss it. But at the same time, it's okay to be safe and just store it away for a little while and see if you ever actually go back into that box and look for it. This also goes for tools and appliances. Do you have things in a room that you thought you'd need, but you never really use them? Do you have a popcorn maker, but your family never makes popcorn? Are you a fairly basic cook with way too many kitchen tools cluttering your countertops? If you are the type of person that doesn't mind cleaning up and picking up the house, and you don't mind a little bit more of a mess, a little more stuff might not be an issue. If you hate it, the least (laughs) that you could possibly have is probably better. So think about that as you start to sort through your stuff. The next part is to declutter. And like I said, that lifestyle assessment can happen while you are decluttering. And the actual process of decluttering is fairly basic. It can be messy and annoying and frustrating, but it's not something magical. Of course, there are different methods to doing it. Like Marie Kondo says, take everything out and place it in the center of a room often, or you know, especially with the closet, take all of the clothes out of the closet, put it on your bed and touch everything. Get a feel for if you actually love it or want it or if it sparks joy or not. I personally keep it very basic of just 
having three piles. To be honest, I declutter in piles. And those piles are, I do go through everything, but I don't lay it all out first, but I go through everything in a space and I put it in the keep pile, the donate pile, or the trash pile. And there might be a maybe pile if if you need that pile, that type of pile, if you're not ready to make a decision on it. That maybe pile can go in a box, which can go in your basement or an area where it's not gonna bother you too much for 30 days to 60 days. If you don't think about it, if you like trip over it one day and forget that that box has even been there and what's even in it, get rid of it. So as you are decluttering, just make some piles or have three different boxes, put stuff in boxes, the donate box, the keep box, the get rid of box or trash box as you go. Now there's also an option to sell if that's something you wanna do. I, I think we did that in the beginning, but we were also moving. So we were selling some bigger items. When it comes down to it, I think it is more effort than it's worth. You don't have to feel guilty about the stuff that you spent money on. Just let that remind you that you don't wanna be in this place again in the future. You don't wanna be in this place of getting rid of stuff that you've spent hard-earned money on that you never really used. So just let it be a little lesson and let it go. You don't have to feel guilty to a point of, I need to try to sell this and go through all the trouble if that's not something that you have the capacity for right now. Of course, there's a lot more that goes into decluttering. There are common questions you can ask yourself to kind of help yourself dig deeper and decide whenever you come across an item you're not sure of. There is the emotional part of it, and there are so many episodes on that in this podcast. When it comes down to it, though, this is the basics. If you need more help, if you need more guidance, there are resources for that at my website. You can go to DesireAndries.com to find those resources. All right, the last step, really, if you are applying a minimalish approach to every room is to take the stuff that you're keeping. Well, I guess technically you need to let go of and truly get the stuff that you are letting go of out of your house. But we're assuming you've done that. The last step is to organize. Now, I am not the pro organizer. For sure, I am not the organization pro here. But... Once you have gotten rid of what doesn't fit in your space, I recommend, and I recommend this to myself all the time, I don't always do it, but I recommend making space and finding a home in that room right away for what does fit. I am slowly doing my best to gently pushing myself to become a more organized person because when a space feels organized, I 100% feel better about it. But we don't all naturally have that gene, the organization gene, which I don't know if that really exists, but we aren't all naturally inclined for organization. And I fall into that camp of not naturally inclined for an organization. So if that's you, I feel you. But I do think going the extra step to find a home for it, even if it doesn't always perfectly stay in that home, find a home for it now, you're going to be more likely to put that thing back in its home when you use it in the future. So this is it. This is a minimalish approach that you can apply to every room to really think through the process of decluttering. Instead of just going crazy, throwing a bunch of stuff away, not really having a plan for it, or just starting and 10 minutes in you're saying, this is too hard, I don't know what to keep, I don't know what to get rid of, start by doing these things. Actually assess your space, what kind of storage you have, 
what, how much space you have, assess the current state of the room, what actually is it that you wanna tackle in that room, what is working, what isn't working, what is bothering you most, because that's what you'll wanna tackle first anyways. Visualize what you actually want for that room, what this room could be like, what it could be like for you and your family, what it could provide for you and your family if you subtract stuff from this room and then use what you already have and love in that room. Assess your lifestyle, how many people are in your house, and kind of measure that to the amount of space you have, what you actually use, and what you don't use. It goes hand in hand with assessing your space and the current state of the room and visualizing what you want for that room. And then you declutter, you just get down to it. And I know that it can feel overwhelming, it can feel like there's a lot to do. Take it room by room, take it 20 minute chunk of decluttering by 20 minute chunk of decluttering or how much time you wanna dedicate day by day. Take it step by step, okay? One next right decision about decluttering. One decluttering session at a time. After you have decluttered the space that you are working on, I recommend finding homes for the stuff that you are keeping right away before you move on to the next room because having a finished room, or at least mostly finished, and then moving on to the next room is going to provide a lot more peace than saying, okay, well, I've at least figured out what I'm getting rid of. I'm just gonna keep going and barreling on through. Decluttering can be messy. You can end up with a lot of piles in your home in every single room if you don't kind of take this next step to just reorganize a little bit, put things back where they came from, or find them a new home in the space if you are keeping them. And of course, last or before that organization, get the stuff out of your home that you are not keeping. Now, decluttering a room, a minimalist approach to decluttering each room, to having a more minimalist home, does not mean you can never buy anything or never bring anything in again. My goal for you would not be that you feel anxious about ever bringing something into your house again. Like this is somehow going to give you a mental breakdown if you're thinking about bringing something new into your home or making a purchase. But I will say that kind of a final step of a minimalist approach to every room is to move on in a more mindful way. This happens more over time. As you declutter your home, you'll feel less and less attached to stuff and you'll have less and less of a draw to stuff because you'll realize the mess that you've gotten yourself into and you'll realize that so much of that stuff never really mattered or it provided you something great for a very short amount of time. And in the end, you could have done without it regardless. So let's pretend you just decluttered your kitchen and you had a million mugs because you really like mugs, but you didn't have enough space for them and you got rid of a whole lot of them. Next time you are at the Target dollar spot and you see the cutest mug and it's only $3, remember what matters. Remember your space. Remember that you just had to go through the hard decision of decluttering those mugs and You now want to only bring things into your home that you truly want to take care of and truly want to make space for. Maybe that means you do get that mug and you get rid of a different one when you get home because it really just fits your space perfectly. Or more times than not, it means that you walk away. And it means that eventually over time, the more you walk away, the Target dollar spot does not have as much of a pull on you. And this has a multitude of benefits, especially when it comes to your budget but also when it comes to just your space in your home and really knowing your style and what you like and what you want 
for your home and what you want for the things that you keep in your home. So since these solo episodes are going to show up a little bit more often, I wanted to add a little segment to them, and that is a challenge. My purpose for adding a challenge to my episodes isn't so that you're constantly feeling like you need to do something more. It's just to add an application option. Of course, you don't have to do it, but if it applies to you and this episode spoke to you in some way and you want to apply it further to your life, this is just me giving you that first step. Today's challenge is pretty obvious. Apply this minimalish approach to a room in your home. Go through and assess your space, assess the current state, visualize it, assess your lifestyle while you're decluttering, and then declutter it in whatever way works for you. Get the stuff that doesn't belong out of that space and give the stuff you are keeping a home. Whether or not you have decluttered your home already or you already live a minimalish life within your home, this is literally something I just did with my closet. I actually did not really need to declutter my closet, but it was a mess. I needed to kind of just reevaluate what was there, how I was storing it, and I officially tried out the Marie Kondo fold and I can say that I am loving it at least so far. So go ahead and take that challenge, apply this to a room or space in your home that maybe needs decluttered or decluttered again. I'd love to see how you're applying this episode. If you are decluttering a room in your house, share it on Instagram and tag me so that I can see it. You can share this episode on Instagram if it's been helpful to you. Sharing the episode with a friend or on social media is a huge way that more women are invited into this community of Minimalish and it's a huge reason that Minimalish has grown to reach so many people and I'm super grateful for you for that. All right, that's all I have for this week's episode and I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.